The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. I want to say good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I am Summer Sibley Brown filling in for Neville James as the host of Analyze This on WTJX 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. How are you today? Listen, Virgin Islands, I just run up the flight of stairs to get here to make sure I was on time. So I'm like, oh my God. Wait, the radio show gonna start. But I need to be able to speak to the audience. Please, dear Lord God, help me catch my breath. Thank God. So grateful that God is good that I have enough breath to be like, yes, I'm here. So much for car trouble, right? Um, hopefully, if you are driving, sitting at your desk, listening to us on radio, podcast, Facebook, or you know, through your cell phone. You are here, and how happy I am to be here with you. Outside is beautiful. And today on Analyze This, I have an honor and privilege, and I say this because I've been wanting this moment since I've had the opportunity to be on Analyze This, to be on here with Emanuela Perez Casillas, who many of you know is my best friend, right? So I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. So if you hear a little playfulness in the back and forth, we can't help it. We've been friends since eight. We're going to try and keep it professional, though, because she's here with her boss, team member, Mr. Marvin Nesbitt, and Emanuela Perez will be joining us to talk a little bit about the Virgin Islands Housing Authority and the work that they're doing with resident wellness and empowerment and tell us all about a program called Bright Path. And then we have, the in the second hour, we will be speaking to Tammy Navarro, who's here for the weekend, um, doing a lecture, right? So we're going to hear about what she has to share on her lecture series, which I believe, hold on, I don't want to give you the wrong information. Tammy Navarro will be talking to us in the nine o'clock hour. Here it is. Virgin Islands, Virgin Capital, Race, Gender, and Financialization in the USVI, right? So she's returning to talk about economic development and um, the inequities, and I know how much I'm going to love that conversation. But our guests are in studio. They are mic'd up, and I am ready to, to jump into this conversation. Good morning, Emanuela. Good morning, Marvin. Good morning. Get closer. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, I got to be upstairs. Look at this. 
<laughs> so first of all, if Neville was here, the first thing he'd say, I use this is purple data. Yes. Right? Yes. So mm. when I was coming in this morning, I was like, in true Neville style, I have to tell the people who Emmanuel Afa. So besides being Wang my Papo. best friends, she belongs to Wang Papo. Yes. Um, and Gail Harris Perez. And Gail Harris Perez. That's right. So Combination. Let's jump in because people may know who you are. Yes. Um, let our listening audience know who, who we are talking to this morning. And I'd love to start with you, Marvin. Sure, sure. Good morning and thanks for having me. Uh, again, Marvin Nesbitt. I am the Director of Resident Wellness and Empowerment with the Virgin Islands Housing Authority. I've uh, been in the role for uh, just a uh, almost 11 months uh, now. Um, so I guess you can consider me a transplant. Uh, one more month, sir. One oh, more one month. more month? Okay. One more month. All right. All right. <laughs> Ten months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting a little confused. Uh, but... I've been here and, and working with uh, the team at the Housing Authority, and uh, including Emanuela, and it's uh, been been great so far. Uh, she uh, she works me uh, quite a bit, and uh, <laughs> you know, cause she doesn't settle for less. I tell you, that much I know. <laughs> We're Virgin Islanders. Do we ever settle for less? That's not us. So, Miss Perez, for people who know you as Emanuela, I might know you in other roles. Could you please introduce yourself um, a little bit about who you are and tell us about what you do at Virgin Islands Housing Authority? My name is Emanuela Perez Casillas, and I am the new Assistant Director for Resident Wellness and Empowerment at the Virgin Islands Housing Authority. I have been in my role for about four months, but it's been a really good four months. And of course, I've been working with people my whole life. So going into this role, working with residents within our housing communities just seemed like the next logical step in the evolution of serving the community and being the best that I can here for my Virgin Islands people, with my Virgin Islands people. But I have to tell you what really get me excited. Like, this is why you jump on. There's a plan. There's a full put in place, researched approach to how we're going to serve residents going forward. And for me, that was the next step. That's what I wanted to learn how to do. Well, I mean, so I have a little bit of insight. I think there was more than a plan. Um, when you met Marvin, you came home all excited because oh, you were talking about, I know, I mean, you were talking about, uh, you know, seriously, though, like, because, so for those who may or may not know, like, I classify um, Manuela as rainbows and sunshine, right? <laughs> she's truly a person. No, she's truly a person who seeks to see the glass half full. She's truly a person who seeks to see the opportunity in something. And so when you came home after your first interview, or nope, it was at the opening of what's the Walter I am Hodge Walter I am Hodge what I will tell you Marvin is Emanuela was so impressed you didn't know that she was watching but you got up to make space for an older person in the community to have a seat oh that action of care uh-huh. um made Emanuela know this is the right place oh wow like we're not That's just true. doing this because it's on paper um, Marvin really cares mm-hmm. and I think it's um, you know this is analyze this and we talk about data we talk about programs and we're going to talk about the program this morning but the people we often the people who run the program the intention and the spirit behind a program yes. um, and, and what people personally are willing to do to make that intention and spirit happen is um, really important and it's often missing because guess what programs and plans will encounter <laughs> issues funding changes mm-hmm. but if the intention in the people is to actually serve 
then you know um she came home feeling like whatever it is y'all decided on that paper would be possible um because of the intention that you as the leader displayed oh wow mm-hmm. it's wow. true it's true I, I just can't believe she's out there telling the whole world well, you know, I but it's, it's important because I, when I hear you say it it makes sense the intention of the person doing the walk is just as important as the plan to do the walk. And you're right. That's, that was the moment. Well, you know, we're talking about, I mean, we're going to get into the program, but we're talking about resident wellness and empowerment. Mm-hmm. And that's our, you know, that's a long title, Res, you know, resident <laughs> wellness and empowerment director, resident wellness and empowerment assistant director. Those seem like really fancy modern titles, but at the end of it, a resident is a person, yes. right? And those people will be babies, school age children, grandparents, wives, mothers, sons, mm-hmm. like those people come in a range of colors, sizes with like range of lived experience, uh, how you respect that lived experience, right, is the only way we gonna really have resident wellness and empowerment in relationship to a huge agency like Virgin mm-hmm. Islands Housing mm-hmm. Authority. If like if your office can't see the people, then nobody, you know, the people crunching the numbers definitely can't see them because <laughs> you're right. on the forefront of that. That's right. So I think that's why for me, even as we go into talking about Bright Path and what you all have planned, um, and I'll let you introduce the program now, like to give the audience some context that there's a really fancy title we're going to talk some programming jargon and at the end of the day from my personal understanding and paying attention this has really been about people mm-hmm. right yeah and let me let me just also say that you know emmanuela uh may be watching me and you know and and i i just want to make sure i say that you know it was the same for me uh, you know, because when I first met Emanuela, I was I instantly felt her passion and her care for the people uh, here in, in, in the territory. And I instantly knew that she would be a good fit uh, for this work. And, and so when I had a chance to inter- inter- interview her, I immediately said, OK, this is it. I mean, I got so excited at the interview. Uh, I mean, I, I, and I must admit, I, I have not, and Emmanuel, I hope, hopefully I'm not embarrassing you, uh, but this is the first time I have, and I've interviewed a number of people throughout my career, and this is the first time that someone actually started crying oh. during the interview. <laughs> because she was so, like, ready to go and do some of this, do this work, and she just, like, broke down crying and if it wasn't virtual like i would have grabbed the whole roll of tissue and just it's, here, you know here right. i'm sorry what did yeah. i say i said yeah. i liked your interview right. <laughs> are you okay right um so you know it was it, it was that passion you know that that really sealed the deal um and that i had saw uh immediately uh after meeting her so one of the th- so the the thing that I know, right? So this is all like really interesting because we're talking about Virgin Islands Housing Authority. Uh, but Emanuela in a cryer. No. She's like in not our not life, she is not. I am the emotional friend. I am uh-huh. the person who cries when they're watching TV. I am the person who's like, oh my, 
gosh, look at her passing. <laughs> and like, or the, in, a, in a stressful or joyful situation. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, God, man, Sibley, just stop it. Everything can be a crisis. Save, everything, everything save, save the, the one papo in us. Save the tears for what we needed. Oh, God. Oh, wow. so, the, so the fact that, and she didn't tell me she no, cried no. Uh, <laughs> because she didn't want to get teased. But we're not going to do that on air. Um, but I mean, that means like, for me, what I'm hearing is that just how meaningful the opportunity mm. to serve in a different and larger capacity and increased impact was and, or is. And specifically, it was to the question of why. For me, coming into housing was like full circle. You mm. know, my story started in a housing I community. Right? I remember getting my first apartment feeling like I reached the top, but also knowing how many people helped take me to a next top. Right? And so for me, coming into housing, it's like, why well, I got a chance to do that? somebody else the next teen mom in this community gonna have an opportunity to have a plan put in place to make their wellness the best wellness they could possibly have and that's that's the walk that's like when you reach to those places in life it's like honoring oh because so yeah yes i remember our i I didn't live there but felt (laughs) like it i'm sure our first homes in housing but also your first job experience one of your what very first job experiences where by the way we probably got kicked out because i was also <laughs> there every day in the same buildings marvin the people was like does she work here does she not work here she's here every day in the halls that was when we were in our early 20s we didn't know better so it's like bella got a job at housing i'm here i mean i just needed a shot <laughs> maintenance everything that's where i meet toughest like all these people yes, like yes. every day every day everybody to the governor that we have today we're all he was working there when i want right. absolutely mm-hmm. okay so that's a little bit you know this is the first hour and in the first in the first intro i like y'all to get a feel of who we're talking to yeah. um and so what i'm hearing though is we're talking to people who have not just experience um whether it is nationally that they're bringing here or locally in knowing the community and serving the community but passion yeah mm. like true passion or true heart because you know passion could be related to fire Mm -hmm. and some of this is also a cool head Mm -hmm. to like be in good temperament and make right decisions and stick to a plan because so it is like that balance what i'm hearing is like we have we have we have the love of it but we also have the temperament and the strategy absolutely to achieve it so let's talk a little bit quick intro um to what bright path is sure sure so Bright Path is is a approach to uh, at the end of the day improving the quality of life for the residents here in the territory. Uh, we work uh, with the Corporation for Supportive Housing for a number of months to help us to do some research on some best practices out there and see what was working and what wasn't working. And then we pull components of those best practices together in order to develop a model that was that's unique to the issues that are that people face every day here in the territory and and we uh did that and came up with this bright path approach and so what that is it's really an opportunity to change the conversation to get people talking a lot more about holistic wellness and so when we say wellness and we mentioned the word holistic wellness we're talking about uh conversation around are we well totally are we well 
educationally? Are we well occupationally? Are we well physically and mentally, social and emotionally? Mm-hmm. Are we well? Is our environment spiritual. well? Mm-hmm. Spiritual wellness. And and when we say spiritual, I just want to clarify that we're not talking about. Are you going to church every Sunday and paying your tithes and and offering <laughs> every Sunday? But purpose. Are we living our lives according to our purpose? Are we having conversation about purpose? Do we know what our purpose is? And so we want to have conversations and uh, about those those seven dimensions of wellness and get people to think more about those dimensions in, in order to uh, create a comprehensive wellness wheel for themselves. So the seven dimensions of wellness, spirituality or purpose... Spiritual, educational, vocational, academic, financial. I'm missing one. Mm, uh, physical and mental. Physical and mental. And social and, and social. emotional. Yes. And social and emotional. Correct. And so what I'm hearing is the Virgin Islands Housing Authority through the, is it the Division of Wellness and Empowerment? Does Is that your division Correct. title? Yes. Correct. Um, is, has done research to determine what components would give residents the best possible experience, life, opportunity. And when you looked across that research, you have boiled it down to these seven components that can be managed into a plan Mm-hmm. For y'all to execute, correct, right? But I'm just, just making sure I'm hearing yeah, it you, and, and, yeah. and layering it, it for the yeah, audience. It sounds like you were at the planning table. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. But this is the key summary to what makes Bright Paths so exceptional. Wellness is not determined by us. These plans are created by the resident themselves. We're just giving them the spaces to think about and have a conversation around. Well, what does your personal wellness look like in vocation? in academics, in, and then when this plan is created, this is part of their onset of coming into the community. And when they come into the community now with a more clearer vision of their personal well-being and the personal wellness that they want for themselves, whether it's financially, academically, socially, whatever it is that they want, they now have a thought process going forward every day. And that's what makes this, to me, amazing. So so the other thing, because in the end of Marvin's statement, he talked about like um. I'm going to call it the wellness and empowerment wheel, mm-hmm. which has the seven components, dimensions, the yes. seven dimensions. dimensions yes, mm-hmm. yes. Neville, he's like, he loves new words. So we're talking about dimensions, not yes. nuances this right. week. It's the dimension, <laughs> darling. Okay, right? So the dimensions, and I'm an individual person. I come in and I get to determine how much energy I want to put in any of these dimensions to d- for my own personal wellness. Yes. That's right. As long as there is something in each dimension because we all can improve in every dimension of our lives and so it's long as we're being thoughtful about each Mm -hmm. one of those dimensions and creating a comprehensive wheel so hold that thought on a comprehensive wheel we're going to take a break and be right back after with virgin islands housing authority you are listening to analyze this and i am summer sibley brown Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. 
Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper stickers and your sign up, Polly. Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Because my daughter lives in Tutu, but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes down to vote. Nope, you're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on election day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line altogether on election day. Girl, you have all the good tips this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's, it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. From the terrifying to the beautiful. I was in Tanzania studying chimpanzees. To the comforting. I'm with two award-winning chefs from Slovenia. To places lived and places unknown. In this small village in West Africa. We start in Jamaica. Check in with New Zealand footballer. South, South Africa's The US and the EU. In Myanmar. In the UK this month. To all parts of the world. The BBC World Service. Starting at 2 a.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. of the morning to you and if you are just tuning in you are listening to me summer sibley brown fill in for the neville james on wtgx 93.1 your npr station here in the virgin islands and this morning like i said i have the privilege if you have been listening to talk to two people who are talking to us about the heart of the work right we are talking about residents wellness and empowerment we have director of Residence Wellness and Empowerment, Marvin Nesbitt, and Assistant Director of Residence Wellness and Empowerment, Emanuela Perez Cassius. Earlier, oh, I forget the Cassius. Big up, Wesley. I know it. It's there. It's the same thing as the Brown. You know, Sibley Brown, Perez Cassius. But um, we were talking um before the break. We were talking about this comprehensive plan or opportunity for residents to plan their own empowerment. So let's let's just like pretend that I'm a resident, right? Summer Sibley Brown is a resident. What is the process that I might experience? Mm. So we have these positions called resident wellness coordinators. They are on the ground inside of the different housing communities, the different AMPs I learned in housing, they call them AMPs, which are a group of housing communities that are managed by the same team and operated within that same space with each other. And they meet these individuals after they get onboarded. Then we sit and we go through the plan together. The coordinators and the residents put it together. And then the coordinator's position after that is how do I support this plan? What agencies need to be incorporated? What nonprofits need to be incorporated? Whom in this community can I help this individual connect with that'll help make their plan for their personal wellness a reality? So it sounds to me like in more I'm going to call it more common, but it's like wraparound services, mm -hmm. right? So you, you have the plan um, and then you seek 
after we do intake so i did my intake and and i did determine that you know i would like to own my own house one day and i you know i didn't finish school but i really want to finish and I, or i want to sell real estate you know it seems far can you help me doing the the person i meet with the coordinator is like yeah we can help do it then you go into the community to find out or you go into the binder list be like here here are the partners mm-hmm. that might fit this one all of the components of the seven dimensions talk to me a little bit marvin about building those partnerships like you first of all because what i'm hearing so listening on this what we're hearing is this approach is not just driven by people in the community we're talking about looking across the community Mm -hmm. to figure out how to help bring success Mm -hmm. to this individual so yeah yeah and, and and uh to be honest uh this this approach can't work without collaboration uh so we have been uh knocking on doors uh nonstop for for months uh introducing ourselves to different organizations and different individuals within those organizations uh we've been working or uh, inviting them to collaborate letting them know that our doors are open uh and you know trying to make sure that we uh we communicate that we understand the fact that uh, if we work together and leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses, uh, the impact that we can achieve collectively just, could just be monumental uh, here in the territory. And so we are, we are just uh, always knocking on doors. We're always willing to sit down and have a conversation with different organizations about how we can work together. And, and I think we, we're off to a great start. We've uh, been working well with... Uh, the Virgin Islands Police Department and Department of Human Services and Partners for Strings and mm-hmm. the Boys and Girls Clubs and um, we went with Synchro Foundation yesterday. Sync, yeah. Via has been a part of our wellness program, our wellness events. Yeah. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of people in this community that are open to to wanting to. Yeah, partner. and so we've we've had uh, we've started with three. Uh, community health and wellness days in, in three of our communities. And we've had partners uh, participate in those events. Uh, and, and, you know, the and, and they've been enthusiastic about showing up, giving up their Saturdays mm-hmm. from one to five on and, yes. and being out in the hot sun and uh, serving the residents. <laughs> and it's it, it's been awesome because it also gives us an opportunity to meet each other and talk to each other and talk more about collaboration and, and how we can work together. So so it's been pretty off to a pretty good start. So. What I find refreshing about this conversation um, is that I I feel like I could confidently say that historically, the conversation around one of our barriers as a community is working in silos, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I don't have data in front of me, so please, you know, nobody don't cite me in a research paper. (laughs) However, like, I feel like I could confidently say that in in my adult life and in my working life, one of the the barriers is the silos in work. Um, And so to, to imagine that a government 
entity is not just working with the government agencies, because you mentioned VIPD, you mentioned Department of Human Services, Health. Department of Health, right? So there's Department this... Department of Labor. labor. There's mm-hmm. this... It, because they're, they're part of the seven dimensions, yeah. right? They can support and they have services that need to be used and they have actually missions that are probably driving them towards serving the same target audience. Absolutely. So, so it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I heard you talk about civic sector, which for me is a conversation that is usually missing when we are talking to you know historically established larger i'll call them a larger engine you know mm-hmm. virgin islands housing authority is a large engine mm-hmm. it, it it provides a lot there's lots of layers yes. within it and then you know i'm a small nonprofit, right so for a small nonprofit or a smaller size engine that is serving people to kind of like be incorporated with this loop, I, I feel like that's uh, that's new. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't exist anywhere. For me, hearing the intentionality between building these wraparound services so collaboratively are across a broad swath of services, that's exciting because yeah. I was the first person to be like, oh gosh, they ain't gonna do that right. They walk in in silos again. Like that's the, so. Right. I'm the opposite of Emanuela, where she is like rainbows and sunshine. Mm-hmm. I am like. Let's just put a little bit of pessimism <laughs> in reality. Sprinkle a gray cloud everywhere. <laughs> because you think, let me yeah. melt your ice cream, Emmanuel. You do know her. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'm the one who's, and people, you know, it's funny when people see us together, they, they love each other so much. We do, but we rarely agree on anything, right? <laughs> so for me, Marvin, to be like, oh, this sounds good, like that's not. Yeah. That's yeah, not I don't my- think we agree on much either. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> High five me in the studio. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, back to like thinking about brighter path and the level of thought um and intentionality around developing the wraparound services that serve the dimensions. So another thing that people may not know is that HUD requires us to develop our communities. When they're talking about all of this new community development across the nation, community development is not just building nice buildings. It's about making sure that we either bring the community closer to our our housing communities or we ensure that our housing communities have enough tentacles that they are reaching the community as far as they could go. Logistically, if you look at the way our housing communities are built around the island, we only have a few of them that's in the middle of Cameron's, right? There's only a couple of housing communities within the territory that can say, I have access to a hospital, a supermarket, a shopping area, and residential area in walking distance. So our job from this end was, okay, we can't move the building from the ocean front, but we could definitely bring the middle of the island to the ocean front. And that's really part of what we're doing also in Bright Path. That's important. Mm-hmm. We're meeting those HUD regulations by ensuring that we are developing our communities in ways where they know where do I go and what direction do I walk or drive or fly to get the service that I need. Mm-hmm. I. I want to I want to say well one we're talking about regulations and we're talking about community development we're also community development from the perspective not just of and I like I'm the queen of the recap right not just of the aspect of building the homes no. right it's the aspect of actually developing community mm-hmm. and so what I would venture to say is that our housing communities we have labeled them as such instead of as parts of the community right Mm -hmm. like that's a housing community not a whole part of the community and that's actually not true because they're they're just places where people live in a community right? right and when we begin to um 
correct that misnomer mm-hmm. in our head that our housing community because it was built as a development and have a specific name is no bit different than tight village or science family like, or right. any right and even the funding to develop them actually it's just a different form of providing housing that's to so persons good. in a community that spread across income ranges and income rates and readiness yes mm-hmm. um I just, you know, just as we think about that, that's important because what I heard you also say, there is a component about this that has to do with access. Mm, yes. Yes. Equity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right? Emmanuel, <laughs> her basketball. <laughs> if you went to the She Women Empowerment, you will know exactly what she's doing with the handmade hoop, talking about those in the back of the room and those in the front of the room and who's going to actually be able to make a shot, right? So all the women who attended the She Summit, <laughs> just know Emanuela got her hoop out, um, her <laughs> equity hoop. Um, but so Marvin, um, you've done this work in many places, right? Yes. You're not new to this work. No. What do you think is the unique opportunity that you see to do this here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's something we talk about all the time. Uh, you know, the resources uh, are here. Uh, you know, people who didn't know or, or who are from the outside, like myself, uh, probably wouldn't think that there would be uh, so much, uh, so many resources here in the territory. Uh, I think uh, if we, you know, continue to work together the way that we're doing, that we can actually rewrite the stories for a lot of people. Uh, and, and, but I don't think it happens without us working together and leveraging the resources in a, a way that is uh, effective, that is equitable, and ensures that uh, this ongoing level of access and awareness uh, exists in terms of what actually is here uh, for those who are uh, vulnerable and how do they get connected to it, which is what we serve to be those connectors. And if you think about it, you know, the three of us sitting here, mm-hmm. we probably uh, had people that we met at different points of our lives that served it. We didn't know it at the time, but they served as a connector. They connected Absolutely. us mm-hmm. to something uh, that changed our trajectory, right? Uh, because we could have been anywhere else other than where we are right now. But because of those people that we uh, came in contact with along our bright path, Mm -hmm. right, uh, the trajectory for us was changed. And so that's what we want to be. We want to be those connectors. We want to be those ongoing connectors. And any time someone comes and asks us uh, or present a problem to us, we want to be able to say, all you have to do is go to this place, ask for this person, and give them this information and you'll get the assistance that you need. So what about the person who's listening? First of all, I agree. Shout out to all... Um, my connectors. All my connectors because <laughs> I've, I've had a lot. Even even in the seat that I sit, this isn't my seat. This, mm-hmm. isn't, this is Neville's seat, mm-hmm. right? But in my life, he played a connecting role, right? Shout out to WTGX, Tanya Singh. She yes. played a connecting role, right? Yeah. A person who saw something in you. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it came from Jamila Russell, right? Yeah. Like a person who saw something in you, like, hey, this might be a good person yes. who may have the potential to do something. And then they take a moment or more time and invest in helping you. Let's let's see, if, let's see if this could work for mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. all the difference that that person who is willing to put a little trust 
attention and and connect you to something makes right so shout out to all the connectors in the community and you know and and if you if you remember any of yours give them a call today or send them a text if you can yeah. big them up on facebook because they're critical mm-hmm. and what i don't want to call it institutionalizing it but because it makes it sound like i'm thinking institution but what i think it is is that bright path wants to give more structure to people who might not have access to all the same connectors all the time through wraparound services and a little bit of pre-planning from that resident. Because if you don't know where you want to go, anywhere is good enough. So that's the intentional part of it. Intentionally giving them a focus within their own lives. Because a lot of us just go through life, going through life, trying to survive. But we're not about surviving anymore. We're about thriving. So thriving takes intention. Change the conversation. Change the conversation. Um, Because for so long, I feel like normalcy, oh God, the post-hurricane water couldn't take it. Normalcy. (laughs) Because I was like, normal wasn't great, (laughs) y'all. I don't know why we're trying to get back. Let's not forget. I don't know why we're trying to get back to normal. We had so we have so many opportunities via our intractable vexing problems Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to go back to normal. I wanted to go to innovation. I want to go to new. I want to. I want to know what we could do now that would create a new normal. And that norm. That new normal has way more to do with thriving than surviving. Because y'all, I'm tired of surviving. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like just. Yeah. It it wears on you, right? You know, mentally, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It it wears on you. And and if we have communities of people who only have to live in survival mode, right? Because of lack of support when there's so many that they and lack of support because they don't understand. And I'm gonna use y'all words: the path. Mm-hmm. Right, the pathway. It, it it hasn't been easy for them to find the pathway, right? Um, to use the support that is out here in the community. That's right. Then you know that that becomes really frustrating. And so when we talk about like apathy in the community, it comes from that. Like yes. you think me trying to do better, but I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. And it ain't as easy as your magic speech makes it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do next. And so bright path kind of helps. I, I mean, I just say why here. It's true. It's, though, those, mm-hmm. That's a very true thing. And, and what's clear is that not even because we connect you to that space is that going to be easy either. So the conversation is not just about, okay, here, human services have this program. The reality is you have to have this paperwork in place to get access. You have to make sure you have this. Come back. We do have to make six phone calls. Yes, this is, might take a little longer. And this is the part I think that frustrates Marvin sometimes with the Virgin Islands <laughs> is that everything Marvin does not frustrated? have to be so hard. That's what he said. <laughs> this is like, high five not getting we are time five and time six and time seven i do think there is a way to improve efficiency yes. right i mean i think we can make some grace so we're gonna make some grace for me right now we're gonna go to break and when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit about hopefully how bright path can improve efficiency around the fifth and sixth time. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WTJX. I'm Summer Sibley Brown, and we will be right back.
Attorney General Denise George, how much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part of the solution. Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. El sistema de elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. Puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. Y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. If you are just tuning in, we have been talking about residence, wellness, and empowerment. And, I, you know, before today, I used to be teasing Emanuela, like, I'm not going to ever get your title right. It's too long. <laughs> but I got it. It's resident. The conversation with Marvin and Emanuela has, has clarified a lot for me personally. And so I will not forget resident wellness and empowerment um, because it is important, right? Overall wellness. We had a guest last week who talked about Last week, yeah, last week talked about living a gentle life, mm-hmm. right, and 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 having the opportunities for everything not to be so frustrating, and it feels to me like as you were talking, we talk about the seven dimensions, talk about the wraparound services that it could help our residents and our Virgin Islanders because they're not just residents of a community; they're actually citizens of the Virgin Islands. They are us. Yeah. Um, they are daughters, our mothers, our brothers, our sisters. They are future governors. They oh, are the future mm-hmm. Emanuelas and That's Marvins, right, right yeah. there. So, you know, it's so funny how we, we in our, even in our own thinking, we other, we have othered communities, right? Like this community is this because of where it's located or right. because of one historic incident or um, a preconceived notion or a trope that we kind of forward yeah. about a location and we just kind of like apply it to all the people who live there. Don't care who you is, what you do, yeah. you know, you, we just be- you come from that. Oh, and, and and I think like you know Marvin said this earlier. This is an opportunity to change the conversation. But I just think even as people, we have to kind of stop othering others and like remember that we're all citizens. We're all humans of the Virgin Islands. Time and space. And 
we were talking about efficiency and how in our humanity mm-hmm. and in the systems we've built, Christ. sometimes things aren't as efficient as we, was, as we would like them. And if I am a resident and I've gone through your program mm-hmm. and I'm feeling a little bit frustrated about the process or that if the process wasn't as fair as I thought it should be, I didn't get the outcome that I want. What is, because they're going to be people out there talking, but it's good program, like everything perfect. What happens when a person experiences less than perfect, Marvin? So, so here's, here's the beauty of, of the wellness wheel. It's flexible. It's adaptable. Right? So we just change the strategy. Right? It doesn't mean we give up. It doesn't mean that we quit or stop. It just means we recalibrate. And so we also have to teach people how to be resilient. Mm -hmm. Right? And help people understand that, you know what? That potential, that that God-given potential that you have inside of you, part of that is resiliency. Right? And so... You just keep going. You keep going. You don't stop. You just change the wheel around a little bit. So my strategy, my goal is the same, but my strategy to achieve that goal changes a little bit. We adapt, and we just keep adapting until we reach the goal. And that is what we really want. Again, part of changing the conversation, uh, you know, oftentimes when the first door shuts in our face, uh, you know, we go home and we soak about it sometime and, and, and instead of getting back up and figure out, OK, oh, there there's a side door uh, that maybe I should try the side door. Mm-hmm. And if that one doesn't work, there's also a back door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if that one doesn't work, then I'm just going to break the window, you know, uh, and, and so we just keep going. So there was the gentleman who started, you know, in my two weeks filling in for Neville tomorrow, make two weeks. I've had the benefit of having some pros of wisdom mm-hmm. drop on the show that that in pros of wisdom for me. I don't know if it meant the same to the community. And so Alan Nant said, and he's the guy who the founder of Startup Battle that just gave away a hundred thousand dollars. Shout out Boomerang Eats. They'll be on on Friday in the nine o'clock hour. But something he said, he said that nobody ever quit something because it was hard. That he he's never heard that. He said people quit because they don't think it's possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. But once a person sees what's possible, they usually have the capacity. Yeah, they usually have the ability to endure. Mm-hmm. But right. it is the lack of knowing what is possible. And so I feel like that's another part of what Bright Path um is promoting possibility, not just positivity, but possibility. What is possible for you as an individual? What is possible for your children? What's possible? And the fact that you're talking about that will be an adaptable last life. The things that I wanted when I was 20, I no longer (laughs) want at 45, right? And I've achieved... You know, I haven't achieved everything. I've achieved a lot of things. And in each achievement, my my wheels have shifted just a little bit That's in right. each age, in each reality, in each world. The world imposes things mm-hmm. on us. And I've had to adapt to those That's things. Right. And that also changes that also changes your wheel. Right. Right. And so the fact that that agility, right, to be able to look at your life and say, hey, yes, being a millionaire was my goal. Um, and I was willing to go. Ha, you know, I was willing to push P. If the person yeah. out there, my son's listening. He knows what's pushing P, right? Um, big up at Johnny Brown, who also works for the Virgin Islands Housing Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, but going really hard 
for something and then realize, eh, now I have a family of two. And, like, family time is important to me. And so I do want to live financially well. But that dream number has changed. Because what me and my... Because I also want to have time to give to them. Right. 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 Or... I wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but I would rather be in a, be able to be in a relationship with my aging mother. Mm-hmm. Or I've actually changed. My interest is no... My, I started out wanting to be a journalist. Ironically, I ended up here. It's not journalism, but it is communications. That changed form. Yes. And to help residents understand that our plans will change form. That's right. Sometimes from internal, okay. sometimes from yeah. external yes. forces. Yeah. And that it doesn't mean failure, Right. It it just means that we recalibrated. We mm-hmm. uh we we got a little older. Yes. We walked a different uh course, and you know. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm still happy and I'm still well. And still well, because you have defined what, what my wellness, wellness is. Like for That's you. right. Absolutely. Let's go into a little bit of the empowerment part. Okay. Right. So we talked a lot about helping residents to identify their own personal wellness and create a plan to get there. Empowering a community takes the community to empower it, right? The same people who live within those spaces have to have a level of authority or voice within that space. And that is where our resident councils come in. Again, another mandate that came down from HUD. But what makes VIHA special is that they found funding to ensure that they keep going. It's easy to tell you get a resident council in there, but then there's no supports in there financially to help these people to accomplish the goals that they want for their community. What we have now is we're in the middle of creating our new resident councils straight across. We have three of them top priority by, our goal is December, 2022, three elected trained councils on board for VIHA. And when that occurs, then these individuals will now also have the resources that is accumulated in their community to utilize to help serve their community. So the empowerment aspect comes from, I have a place and a group of people that I elected within my own community that can help put together things that we want to see. So if we're talking about something as strategic as an after-school program or something as fun as a basketball tournament, the council and the residents within that community have the resources and the will and the people to be able to make that happen if they so desire. So they won't be able to say, we don't have this and nobody ain't giving us this. No, you're not giving yourself that. And that's where you're empowered to do right now because we've given you the tools, we've put it in place, use it. So in your book, I hear um, that empowerment also has to do with personal responsibility. Absolutely. So it's communities taking responsibility, having the tools to take responsibility and make decisions about what drives their quality of life collectively. Make make responsible decisions. Make responsible. So can I ask how many people would be on a resident council? Like what's the average number? Five. Five people. Every community will have one? Every community that has the the election to have one, we're trying to get residents involved and excited about joining these councils, but we're fighting against history also. So we're we're shifting minds and historically, there's people who've been in these communities for a long time that has been disappointed so much that you can't get my rainbow to come through. They're way more comfortable underneath the gray cloud of pessimism than they are underneath (laughs) the opportunities (laughs) 
that lie under the rainbow of optimism. Well, thank goodness they have you, because you could keep a rainbow going. Um, so I might not have been—I might not have been the right person for the job, but I've been in there like you're right, you're right. I don't even know why Marvin sent me here to tell you this. You're right, but um, come back, come back. Power to the people. No, but this is about power to the people, and yes. um, what I can, what I can say is that experience change so there is something called dialectical humanism mm. dialectical big word. Mm. talking about my my dimensions yeah. i mean dialectical humanism is the principle where what i know today drives what i believe to be true uh-huh. but what i experience today can also in a moment change that position mm. so hopefully Right. Once, and it's true. Like, and that's why pe- people might say, "Oh, but she just yesterday she was saying she for that." Now today she waving a flag for it and saying, "Yes, residence council is the best <laughs> thing ever." That is because maybe in the space of a day, a week, a moment, one thing happened mm-hmm. that said to you that this is actually good. And so I have the ability now that I have more information mm-hmm. or a new experience to change my position and participate. And it sounds like from the work that you all are doing that that is going to be possible. So we actually just need, you say you have three councils, we actually just need some councils to be up and running yes. for people to have a different experience and be like, oh, you see that community doing this? Yes. Oh, you see how they're spending their money? Man, I want to spend hours in X, Y, and Z. I want to spend hours in gardens. Or I want to spend hours in a cooking program. Or, and then, so those, you know, I am have my fingers crossed that your three councils are up and running by the timeline and able to demonstrate, not just for, the residents, but for the entire community, right? Um, what power and responsibility yes. and training and support can do to help people um, own their own quality of life. Because I do mm-hmm. think that that, oh, as much as it is the responsibility of the Virgin Islands Housing Authority mm-hmm. to take care of the buildings and the space and make sure you have all the HUD regulations met, like what happened in your house? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and how you experience it and what you are doing to be a steward of the resources you have and how much you move and how much you go. Those things are your responsibility. But I wanted to read you. I have a comment. Um, usually, you know, again, lucky like never where I get texts from listeners. <laughs> um, and first of all, they said that this is a well-rounded conversation, right? Um, and the good p- intentions and passions are needed forces for true advancement of a society. Love the well-rounded interview. And then the negative stigma of associated with being from a housing community needs to be addressed. And when we address that as a whole society, we will be better connected and end it with Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. And then recalibration, assessment, and re-strategizing is a must. When life throws you a curveball, or just happens. It's not meant to break us, but to bring out one's true intentions and commitment. Mm. So I want you to know y'all have mm. listeners out yes. there this morning um, sounding like they're thinking along the same lines about how we not just move a housing community forward, but how we we move our Virgin Islands community forward. That's right. mm-hmm. We're going to be wrapping up in a minute, but I want to ask you, this is, this is my favorite question. In your best life what would happen from this bright path work i'm gonna start with marvin um like what would be the outcome oh wow well i think uh i think for me uh the day that we we can all stand stand somewhere and just look back on our collective impact 
that that word silo uh, that you mentioned earlier is is no longer a challenge uh, for us and uh, or a barrier to uh, improving the quality of life for those who reside here in the territory. Emanuela, hmm. for me, I, I'm looking for something that's sustainable, and I'm hoping that that we do this approach so well that individual wellness is the center of every conversation going forward of how we address each other as people in the community. You've heard about Robert's rule and sometimes I sit back and like, who is Robert? And why is his rule so <laughs> determined across the world, right? Like who established that? I want Bright Path to be similar. I want them to go so far. Bright Path is such an indoctrinated approach to serving and creating wellness, individual wellness, which eventually gets to collective wellness that we don't even know where it started. It's just, it's just what we do. You know, I wanted to say in education, um, which is a place both Emmanuel and I spent some time, you know, in special education specifically, when we have an individual education plan, right? To me, these wellness plans like sound like individual wellness plans or individual life plans that allow you to be well. And I actually don't think that housing communities are the only place that needs them, no. right? Like when we think about what you're what you're talking about in Bright Path and the seven dimensions, it is not what makes a resident in a housing community, well and healthy and empowered. We're talking about what makes a human. Yes. Um, and so I see, you know, Bright Path could be in many places because it's not it's not about your geographic location. Absolutely. This is where you're piloting it. This could actually make a difference yeah. in any community. Well, you know, it, it's uh, I use it in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I when people ask me how I'm doing, you know, I... I often will go through each dimension and say, oh, out of 100%, I'm probably at about, you know, 90% in education. I'm probably, you know, 50% in occupational. I'm uh, probably 50% in physical. And then that allows me to really okay. uh, do a self-assessment and understand where I am and how uh, what I need to recalibrate and change myself in order to get that get back to 100% in all of those uh, wellness dimensions. And, and then we actually, <clears throat> excuse me, we actually uh, took the team uh, through the same process. We sure did. Yeah. Well, yeah. sign me up. I want to come and sit in <laughs> and go through the process. If you're just tuning in, I'm Summer Sibley Brown. This was a lovely conversation with Viha um, on hey. Bright Path. And we will be back at the top of the nine o'clock hour. views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Great question. That is a great question. And that's a great question. Wow, that's another great question. That's uh, that's a great question. Oh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great question. That is a great question. What a great question. On Fresh Air, you'll hear unexpected questions and unexpected answers. Weekdays at noon on WTJX-FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.